Hello, and welcome to another episode of Men in Gitch, the podcast where every two weeks, two handsome devils fill you in on all the uh, gaming news you might have missed. I am joined by my co-host, Brandon. Brandon, how are you doing today? Hello! I'm doing wonderful. It's still a thousand degrees outside. Having a good old time in No Man's Sky. Playing some No Man's Sky? Yeah, so so there's a new update that drops. Um, actually, we have, you know, we have that in the news. We'll, we'll say the details for it, but you've been playing a lot of No Man's Sky. Absolutely. been playing a lot of No Man's Sky. I've been a- wasting my way, my- wasting my life in Tarkov. Love it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. <laughs> no explanation needed. I get that. <laughs> yeah, other than that, no. You know, same old, same old. What time does it, does it start to cool down in Vegas for you? Uh, November. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we'll start we'll start seeing uh we'll start seeing like mid 80s in October. So that's like still lo- what low 40s in the Celsius. Yeah. Um we'll start seeing that around October. Uh other than that it gets it's hot pretty much all the time yeah i was curious about that because we're already starting to get our fall weather we normally get a spike in like late september where it goes back to like scorching hot for no stupid reason for like a week but we're already down and we're already getting down into that nice uh, cool weather so um yeah yeah no i uh I, I got i got a vr headset i'm playing the absolute crap out of that pretty neat playing some boneworks playing some blade and sorcery and uh the walking dead saints and sinners and uh beat saber nice. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty pretty cool. Pretty neat. I'm a fan of it for sure. And the uh, closest thing I have to oh no, go ahead. No no go, go ahead. No, I was gonna say the closest thing I have uh, to Beat Saber is the little topper in Rocket League. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've actually got quite a bit of news to talk about. So um, this past week, Sony had their state of play. Um, finally. Literally the last episode you and I were talking about, when the fuck are they going to have their press conference? So this was their E3 equivalent, where they just gave you news on a bunch of different games all coming out this year and next. Um, and uh, actually, no, I think everything they talked about was all next year and beyond. So, uh, But either way, they've got lots of good updates, and we're going to run you down on everything uh, that they announced there. We do not have any rumors this episode because there are a couple, but none that are really worth talking about, and a lot of them are questionable. So just news and the Sony State of Play recap today uh, for this episode. So let's jump right into it with a nice little update on the Epic v. Apple court case, which we talked about uh, for a couple episodes. Uh, And the trial has concluded. And if you were hoping that you know, if you hated both of these companies, then you win because they both lost. Uh, Epic uh, will need to pay Apple millions in settlement as the court uh, did rejected most of Apple's appeals and did not find Apple to be strangling the market, as, as they say, uh, with a monopoly. But the court did rule that Apple needs to allow third-party payment options for microtransactions and other types of transactions in apps that are purchased on the App Store. So... They both, they both lost. Uh, Apple could be potentially losing out on billions of dollars over years uh, because uh, all these apps now that any any sort of app in the App Store that has microtransactions can now have a third-party payment where you pay directly to the developer. So 
that's awesome. Um, epic, uh, epic having to pay Apple. I mean, I, I could care less about that, but uh, yeah, they both lost, which is <laughs> the best outcome that we, the common people, could have gotten. So I'm kind of happy with that. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, like even here on PC, it's not unheard of for games to use third-party microtransactions like Tarkov, for example. When you buy Tarkov, you don't buy it from Steam or whatever. You buy it from some random Russian company named Exola. Yeah, and well, this is the thing, too, is that there's, like, you can be a really successful company without being scummy. Like, Valve is pretty generous with how their platform operates and and how they let developers on there and, and, you know, like, and they're, and they make an absolute crap ton of money. So when it's stuff like this, where it's Apple kind of just being Apple, I I do, I do kind of get a little bit of enjoyment when they, uh, when they end up having to give more freedom to their app store, because they have that thing locked down so incredibly tight with their restrictions and whatnot. So, um, yes, it's, it's good news. They both lost fricky both. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that. That's that. That's the long trial of Epic v Apple has finally come to an end, so we can stop talking about it finally. I expect them to start pumping out more iPhones to recoup these losses. Exactly. Yeah. Now you're gonna get you're gonna get uh, a mid season or uh, mid mid generation <laughs> fucking iterations now. Yeah. Moving on to what we were talking about earlier. No Man's Sky has done it again with the Frontiers update, bringing in procedural settlements that you can control as well as many new building pieces. That and after five years a with a rocky start, they have gotten their ratings on Steam to mostly positive, which has taken a lot. It has. I'm pretty sure it was like within the within the launch window they were like overwhelmingly negative and they had thousands and thousands of review. And that was the average. It was overwhelmingly yeah. negative. And now they've managed after five years to come back and uh, not only make the game that they had promised to people, but then, you know, update after update to then surpass what, what they had originally promised. So it took a lot longer than we expected, but you love to see it. You love to see the comeback. Um, Sheldon and I both started playing this game with you. you. You convinced us to download it, and it is it is a really ambitious, a really incredible game. So uh, this is awesome. This is probably going to get me to jump back into it too because I saw that you uh, you were uh, streaming your screen to me when we were chatting the other day, and you were showing me all the new building pieces and all the new UI and options that they have for building. It looks like not only did they add new content, but they refined the building system as well, so it's a lot easier to navigate and. Uh, this is this is exactly my kind of update. I love these quality of life plus content updates where it's not just one or the other. You get both. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's good stuff. I love it. You love to see it. Um, moving on to number three. Uh, the next Halo Infinite flight has a date. Uh, the technical test will launch on September 24th, hopefully, and will be available to any and all players who have signed up for the Halo Insider before September 13th, which will be Monday. So when this goes live tomorrow, if you if you happen to be listening on Sunday when this goes live, uh, run to your nearest computer and sign up if you want to play the game. Uh, because September 13th is the cutoff. September 24th, we'll be playing it. And um, 
yeah, I'm excited to get back into it. I, I got into the first test, uh, which they uh, gave to a limited amount of people based on when you signed up for Halo Insider. And I think I signed up for it like within days of when it came out in 2009. So I've already played it. I absolutely love the gameplay of this game. I think it's perfect. I'm really excited for you and for Sheldon and for Shan and a bunch of other people, uh, guests on the show, friends of the show to play it. And uh, we'll probably be talking about it next episode as well. Um, are you pumped? Are you ready to go, Brandon? Dude, it looks awesome. I'm ready to play this game. The mechanics of it, the idea behind it, just the reminiscence of me coming home from school, booting up the Xbox 360, and jumping on Halo with the boys. That's what this looks like. Oh, man, so. I'm... You know, you saying that is getting is getting like butterflies in my stomach because I promise you, bro, it feels like it. Like they nailed the gameplay. It feels modern, but it feels nostalgic. I'm so excited for you to try it. It's going to be a great time, and uh, we will either record a separate episode, maybe about it, depending on how long we talk about it, or we'll just slide it into the next episode. But we will be talking about this, me, Brandon, and Sheldon, about the experience of our experiences playing the Halo Infinite flight. So stick around for that. And, uh, yeah, if you want to play it, make sure you sign up uh, before September 13th. <clears throat> Oof, sorry. Moving on, the Xbox platform is receiving a healthy amount of updates. An update for the consoles will soon allow the users to navigate the Xbox dashboard with their TV remote, their smart TV remotes, assuming that they have compatible TVs. Another update will be rolling out shortly after that will update the firmware of the Xbox One generation controllers to allow a wider range of connected devices and to cut down on latency, bringing them closer in line to the Xbox Series generation of controllers. That's pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool quality of life stuff, especially the controllers. I like that they are trying to, you know, uh, again, this is Xbox's motto for a while, the, the whole pro-consumer um yeah. aspect where it's like you know what your old controller we can we can do some some firmware some updates and we can actually make it a little bit better um so we're just going to do that for you like that's really cool i like that does xbox still make the like actual tv remotes because i know i had one for my 360 that controlled my right TV. yeah they did do yeah. that i that's a good yeah. question i wonder if they do that because those were like yeah that, yeah that's a good question i don't know Huh. I don't know. I'd have to imagine they would, or there's like third party ones that you can probably get. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you can get like a a really a really uh, gaudy uh, third party one at your local GameStop where it's like see through red plastic. <laughs> <laughs> they um, do actually still make them. Yeah. Oh my god. It's twenty bucks. That's not bad. That's not bad at no, all. No, it's not. That's like sixty eight dollars Canadian, but that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, moving on to number five, Bug Snacks developer Young Horses is permanently adjusting its employees' work week to only four days a week in an effort to improve work-life balance. This is what I want to see. This yeah. is what I want to see. It's a small step, but like you know, it always starts with one company, and then maybe another video game company does it, and then maybe all the video game industry does it, and then maybe retail does it, and then maybe we're all just working four days a week. And living comfortably and having enough time for our friends and family. I, I like this a lot and I want this to be a thing. Yeah, I would much rather work for 10-hour days than 
five eight-hour days. Right. It just makes more sense. Yeah. Now, I'm so. in a very lucky situation where I get to do that with my factory that I work at, where we get to pick the hours that we want to work. We have to work, you know, a, a 40 hours a week, but we can choose how we want to divvy it up. So that's, that is currently what I do. I work uh, uh, 11 hours from Monday to Thursday. Um, but even just for the regular person, like you say, to work a 10-hour shift Monday to Thursday and have that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's just – yeah, it's 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 just way. I think it will improve work life balances because then you have your Friday to do all your running around, and then you've got Sunday and Sunday and Saturday to just do whatever sure. you want to do. Do whatever you want to do. So, uh, yeah, bravo to you guys, young horses. That's a that's a that's a huge huge deal too. Like by the way, like that's uh, some people might not care about this story. It's a small thing, but like in terms of like the mechanics of how you run a business and how you run a company, that's a huge change. And uh, that's awesome. So I, uh, kudos to you guys. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Taking care of your employees is always at the top of the list. It should be. Yeah. And, and as we've yeah. learned in the past few months in the video game industry, it's normally not, not. it's normally <laughs> yeah. not one way or another, where, whether it be toxic workplaces or, or video game crunch or whatever, it's normally not. So this is a huge step. And uh, that's awesome. So, yeah, kudos to you guys. Moving on, Microsoft has acquired ClipChamp, an online video editing software, leading many to believe it plans to revamp its clipping software on the Xbox console. Long overdue. Long overdue. The clipping software on Xbox is so bare bones, especially comp compared to even PS4, where you can actually oh, make you can make entire videos on PS4. Yeah. You can combine clips, you can do transitions, you can slow down uh, the speed, the playback speed, and all this stuff. Like in Xbox, you can't do any of that. You can't even record your mic, uh, you know, for your clips. So um, this is this is a, this is a smart acquisition, and uh, I hope that this does mean that they're doing a huge update to their clipping stuff because it's it's not up to par at all that'd be awesome yeah that would be pretty sweet um and our final piece of news uh before we get into the sony state of play recap is that uh, a huge redfall leak has made its way to the internet multiple screenshots and a decent amount of gameplay details have been made public uh, the game will apparently be a Borderlands-style looter shooter focused on four-player co-op. The game can be played in solo and will not fill the party with bots. It'll just be like a you're playing by yourself solo. Uh, the open world has been described as seamless without any, you know, loading screens or anything like that. And it's about as large as Sony's Ghost of Tsushima. The game will allegedly include a main story and side missions that you can tackle at your own will and will bring you all over the map. And the game will include boss battles as well. Very uh, apparently, the boss battles will be very Borderlands style with uh, health bars and you doing a certain amount of damage and trying to chip them down. Uh, and the game will feature a wide variety of weapons, from uh, sort of grounded assault rifles and shotguns to more wacky stake launchers and UV cannons. And I hate to say it, but I told y'all, okay? I saw the cinematic of this game, <laughs> and I fucking told y'all that it's going to be hot shit. And this sounds... I mean, this is not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but this sounds fucking awesome. For what we saw in terms of tone and style, and then now this is the details of how the game plays, fucking I'd sign me up. Sign me all the way up. It sounds really good, and I like this style of games, because I have put in 
an unhealthy amount of hours in most of the Borderlands games. Right. So I'm all for something. Yeah, like that. it's it seems like this game is gonna be a cross between a Borderlands looter shooter and Left 4 Dead, where it's like, you know, you're four players, you're doing co-op, you've got, you know, vampires you gotta fight, but there's things like, you know, weapon tiers and gear score and all this stuff. Oh, I'm so I'm so all over it. You can actually if anyone's curious, you can look this up. I think Windows Central has a has a rundown on this, um, but uh, it actually there's also a lot more details than what I've said here. Like they they talk about a couple of characters and what their abilities are. Like some of the characters have some dishonored abilities, like where you can do the blink and sort of like tele- phase teleport places. And uh, you one guy's got a bird that you can control and just sort of uses a drone like Assassin's Creed style. It just sounds awesome. I can't wait for this fucking game. Um, Man, PvE co-op games are having such a huge resurgence in the past like year, and uh, I'm totally here for it. I love it. Me too, because it gets rid of having to compete with other people. It's so. not fun to be sweaty all the time. It's really not. It's like not. it can take it out of you so much, and like make you not want a game at all. So I'm so I'm so glad this wave of like Back for Blood and all these and, and Redfall and all these PVE games are just coming out because. It's you know you get to, like you said you get to chill with the homies you know everybody squat up let's play some games let's just hang out chat have a good time absolutely absolutely um so the yeah this so the state of play uh we got a recap of all the biggest uh announcements that uh, Sony revealed during their forty five minute press conference. Um, there was no update on The Last of Us Factions, and it makes me want to cry a little bit, but the rest of the show was pretty great. I'm not going to lie. It was a pretty strong showing. Um, how did you feel overall about the show? It was amazing. Yeah. I would not have honestly asked for anything different. Right, because it, they, they were all business. They said, "Let's start out with Jim Ryan saying, hey, what's up? We're PlayStation. Get straight into it.' Straight and then, into it. What? What was it? Right before, right before Uncharted, they had that other guy give like two sentences saying, "We're PlayStation, and we will like to keep video games, video games." And then got right back into it. Yeah, it's just like amazing. Do you think? Do you think this was the best conference of the summer? Absolutely. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, this and this is a, so you hit it right. Yeah, Jim Ryan and this other guy came on, and they both pretty much said they came on, and they're like, "Hey, we're PlayStation, and we fuck hard." And then it just goes right into trailers, and that's it. So yeah. minimal talking. Like I said, 45-minute press conference, maybe three, four minutes of talking combined between the two of them. And then the rest yep. is just trailers. Trailer into trailer into trailer into trailer. It was awesome. It was tight. It was focused. Um, I really thought Xbox had a great showing uh, this year, especially compared to their other years. But again, this style of conference is just so efficient and so to the point that it's hard to... Yeah, it's hard to say that anyone other than PlayStation had the best showing because yeah, it was it was a focused and just awesome, awesome press conference. So let's let's run down uh, everything that was announced. I'll kick it off here with number one. 
Um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is getting a remake uh, developed by Aspire Media, and it is coming to PS, uh, PS5 and PC. Uh, no release date has been given. Um, this is kind of this is kind of huge. I know there's this is one of those cult games where a lot of people love Knights of the Old Republic, and uh, I yeah. do have I do have memories of playing this on the old OG Xbox and uh, barely being able to comprehend what I was doing as like a fetus. But I would absolutely be willing to jump into this because I need it. I need another good RPG to sink my teeth into. Like I need another Skyrim. I can't play that game yeah. again for the eighth time. I need something to fill the shoes. <laughs> I know Todd. I know Todd. You want me to play it again? I'm not fucking playing it again. I've played it already so many times. I don't think I've ever yeah. played a single player game as much as I've played that. But yeah, I'm. I'm totally. I'm totally here for it. This is. Uh, did you play the old Knights of the Republic? Or is this? How do you feel about this one? I have, and I love Star Wars, so I will definitely be grabbing this at the first chance I get. Yeah. Because it's it's literally right up my alley. So. Yeah. Type. Moving on, we have Project Eve made its debut and is supported on all current and last-gen consoles, as well as PC. Um, but it is subject to change, apparently, and there was no release date given. So that's interesting that they told people it's subject to change because that means that they're like, mm, this may or may not be able to run on Xbox One and PS4. We'll see. And if it, <laughs> dude, in the showing, it I don't think that game's going to be able to run. No, so wait, very this, well. This was like this was like consoles. the super weebish uh, bayonetta type game, right? Is this the one? Yep. Okay, yeah. So no, this is not this is not coming out on Xbox One and PS4. I hate to break it to you guys. It's definitely yeah. not. I was watching this, and I was—I actually thought it was Bayonetta for a second, and then uh, it wasn't. It was very Japanese, and I was like, okay, so this is like a... This is definitely not for me, but it does look fast and fun and slick, so I'm guessing there's a lot of people that are going to be super hyped for this. It looked really good, and the set design was amazing. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think that's going to be supported on last-gen consoles. No. No. That's a hard no. Um... <laughs> Number three, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands finally got a gameplay trailer. Uh, it's a Borderlands spinoff featuring everyone's favorite <laughs> psychotic pyrotechnic and is coming to all current and last-gen consoles as well as PC on March 25th, 2022. I know you just said it yourself. I am also a huge Borderlands fan. I've played all of them except for one of them, which I just missed the boat on and never got back around to. Well, it was like the spinoff they did tales I, of the borderlands no i put well actually i didn't finish that i only played the first episode of that but it, no no oh. it was like it was like it was one of the proper gameplay ones but it just was oh uh the pre-sequel i think or something like that oh. or the, yeah that one takes place on the moon yeah i did not yeah. play that one but i played the shit out of one two and three so i am hyped about this it's great it's just it looks like nonsense and psycho like it's tiny tina just being an absolute psychopath and it's great I love it. I look I for it. Yeah, I, I, I'm absolutely here for it. I'm excited for this. Hopefully, this is yeah. also crossplay because they just actually added that feature for Borderlands Three. So I'm hoping this is crossplay as well. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, this is awesome. It adds it adds uh, fantasy elements as well. So you've got your your you know million different types of guns, but also I saw like they'd be using their off hands to like levitate enemies or like do a blast, a fire blast, or whatnot. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. 
definitely uh, right up our alley. They take they took all of our positive criticism from Bunkers and Badasses from Borderlands 2 and turned it into a game. Yep. Moving on, we have Forspoken by Luminous Productions. A studio under Square Enix is a fantasy action RPG to come to PS5 and PC in the spring of 2022. So th- this tra- when I saw this gameplay trailer, this was actually the first time I was properly sold on this game because they've been showing this off for quite a while and I didn't really understand what it was. Like you just yeah. kind of saw her running around and jumping and it's like, oh, it looks pretty, but I don't really know what the whole game is. And then... It seems like it's almost sort of like a enchanted type, you know, this modern day girl gets sucked back into medieval times and then has to save the world. I don't I kind of dug the trailer. Like this kind of got me interested. It, it it peaked my ears up a little bit. I'm like this looks fun. The main character seems like charismatic and it, it looks good. It looks good. She's she's wearing a flannel. I like flannel. I like flannel. I mean me there. Yeah, that's true. That's probably what it was. Subconsciously, I'm like the Canadian blood was like, oh flannel, oh okay, okay, oh, yeah, freak yeah, bud. Oh freak yeah, bud. Uh, number five, you got a bunch. Uh, you got another gameplay trailer for Rainbow Six Extractions. Um, but now it's got a release window of January 2022. I I could not care less about this game personally. Me neither. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we mentioned on the show before, but the 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 Left 4 Dead style gameplay, but with the slow clunkiness of Rainbow Six, does not seem like a match made in heaven. So I'm not not generally looking forward to this. But if you were looking forward to it, you're going to get it pretty soon, uh, just another three or four months now, and you'll be playing it. So there's that. On to something cool. Remedy's previously Xbox exclusive Alan Wake is getting a remaster and only coming to PS4 and 5. <laughs> oh man, all these acquisitions are coming out with these really weird, really <laughs> weird uh, caveats and, and, and sort of uh, catch 22s and whatnot. But yeah, it's. Uh, if it comes to PC, then maybe I'll give it a go, but. It pretty much it's like whenever I'm able to get a PS5, whenever that is, I'll probably pick it up. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it looks like a good game. It does. I don't know. I never played it. So. Yeah, I tried to boot up the original on uh, on the PC, but I do notice mm-hmm. that like there's kind of like a there's a there's a line in the sand when it comes to having a really high end PC and playing really old games where it's like it might just not run well at all. Like the the other one that I tried this with was Dead Space, and the controls and the mouse, like, it's just not built for a mouse sensitivity as high as, as the standard has gotten, like, the technology at the time versus the technology now. So I yeah. I did try to play um, Alan Wake, but kind of, like, technical things where it's, like, it just didn't feel right. It did not feel right to play. There was input lag. It was a little weird. So I didn't uh, – I did not play it, but it does look interesting. I love the idea of this sort of horror light – uh, kind of like Stephen King style thriller where this writer is stuck in his own head in this weird town and all these all the townsfolk are possessed by these demons and you have to stay in the light. Like that all sounds really fucking cool. So I hope this yeah, one comes does. to PC. Uh moving on to number seven. This will be a quick one. Uh Grand Theft Auto Five again. And that's pretty much just it. So I was chatting with Sheldon about this. And we were talking about GTA 5 Expanded and Enhanced, it's called. So we'll call it GTA 5 E&E. Um, and uh, I was like, man, there's it's got to be more than just an up res. It's got to be like, you know, 
maybe they moved it over to like Red Dead 2's engine and it's a proper rework and all this stuff. No, it's literally just another up-res. That's it. That's it. That's all it is. So No new mechanics, not even any new content as far as we're aware. No. Just slightly better graphics. Yep, that's it. And you'll be able to switch characters in story mode really fast because of the SSD. But that's not even a feature of the game. That's just, oh, the consoles can do this now, so now it's a thing. Like, it, yeah, yeah it's it's just another, you know, mid-gen upgrade. So if you want to do that again, then you can. But I'm, uh, yeah, like, like, we, like we've all said, we're all tired of GTA V. We've had our fill. It's a great game. It's still technologically super impressive for its time. But I'm ready for 6. I'm just, I'm just waiting for 6 now. GTA 5 has taken some notes from God Howard and they just keep releasing this game. So. Yeah, they're like, what if we just release it again? Yeah. It works for Skyrim, let's do it ourselves. <laughs> they're on the boardroom, they're like, okay, how do we how do we improve uh this game? How do we, you know, how do we advance? And, and somebody's just like, wait a minute. What if we just what if we just release it again? Do you think they'll notice? And they're like, oh shit, that's a brilliant idea. And then they just release it again. Jeez. Um Yeah, so moving on to that, we have Ghostwire Tokyo by Tango Studios, published by Bethesda, is coming to PS5 and PC in 2022. Pretty cool. Yeah, I this one this one looks pretty sick, I'm not gonna lie. Um, it does it does look pretty cool? It does look cool. Yeah, this is one of those ones where it's not at the top of any of my list, but it's probably if I if 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 I see it when it's already out and I'm just looking for I'm looking for things a new game to get and I see it pop off, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably gonna pick this up because it looks it looks pretty slick, pretty sleek. I like the simulation idea behind it. Yes, cool. yeah, I like that sort of meta trippy. You're inside a thing, inside a thing, inside a thing. Yeah. Um. Number nine, Marvel's the uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy from Eidos Montreal, coming to current gen and previous gen consoles as well as PC, scheduled for October twenty six, twenty one twenty one, which I'm guessing is a typo <laughs> in the document because otherwise y'all could have waited to announce this. <laughs> yeah, I think you meant twenty twenty one, which would make a bit more sense. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to see this one in our lifetime, folks. No. <laughs> so, your grandkids are going to have a cool game to play, I guess. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so another gameplay trailer for this. It's pre- it pretty much looks very much like a single-player Marvel's Avengers. Like, it looks like it runs on the same engine, same style of combat. So, if you are one of the 300 people that liked uh, Marvel's Avengers, then you'll probably like this a lot. Or maybe, no, maybe, maybe without all the... Uh, sort of uh leveling and all that nonsense and grinding maybe maybe this one will do a little bit better but we shall see we got next uh number 10 the 10th showing was vampire the masquerade blood hunt that is the full official title (laughs) is a vampire hunting battle royale it's already free on Steam and coming to PS5 sometime the rest of this year. Yep, this one looks kind of neat. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look up some YouTube gameplay of it because I do like the idea of having a battle royale, but everybody's just like a vampire with like supernatural abilities and you can scale buildings and run around. Yeah, 
with guns, exactly. Um, but yeah, wait, you got way too many syllables in that title. You gotta, you gotta scale that back. Yeah, scale that back by like three or four syllables. <laughs> it's, it's too much. Yeah, it's when too I much. first saw it, I thought it was only called Vampire Blood Hunt, and then when I was doing more of the research for the document here. I was informed that it is Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. And I was like, oh, okay. See, this is this is what I'm thinking of. It's like you only get one colon or one hyphen. You don't get to have Vampire colon the Masquerade hyphen Blood Hunt. Like, this is getting silly. <laughs> this is getting silly. This is, like, <laughs> you can't. Who's keeping these people in line? Like, this is the thing. My lord. My lord. Oh, man. Uh, moving on to number 11, Deathloop from Arcane Studios is a tie-in exclusive for PS5. We're releasing on September 14th, coming to PC at a later date. We got another gameplay trailer for this bad boy. Looks uh, great. Looks great. Yeah, it looks like a, a very stylish 70s sort of uh, style of Dishonored. Um, and it's, uh, I'm sure it'll be, it'll, I'm sure it'll probably be just that. It'll be fun, sleek, fun, good stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Arcane's on a roll. I've liked everything they've done in the, uh, for the since Dishonored One, so um, I will probably pick this up when it comes to PC, and I'll probably have a good time with it. Yeah. Uh, we have next uh, Article Twelve, Kid Amnesia, a collaboration between Radiohead and Epic Games, is coming in November twenty twenty one to PS five. I don't understand this one at all. Nope. Uh, because Radiohead is a band. Um, and Epic Games is not. And Kid Amnesiac was a Radiohead album. Um, so I have no idea. <laughs> so that's it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I have nothing to add. That summed it up perfectly for me. I, I don't know. So there's that. <laughs> there's that. Also in also in the same category of I don't know, uh, Tachia is an indie-style adventure that I thought for a split second was a Dora the Explorer game, but is not. Uh, actually, no, let's dial it back even further. So I was at work, and I had my uh, phone streaming this. I had my wireless earbuds in, so... Uh, I was working away while I, and I was listening to the stream, and I heard the the plucking of that weird sort of like guitar banjo, whatever it was. A ukulele. And then, yeah, yeah ukulele, and then uh, and then somebody speaking in is which in some sort of uh, foreign language, and I actually thought I was like, oh, this sounds like the Last of Us music. It sounds very similar. I was like, oh, cool, they're doing like an expansion or something in a different part of the world with, you know, uh, non-English speaking characters. And then I look over and it's fucking Dora the Explorer. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so this is a, this is a game that you can play if you want. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't necessarily speak to me, but uh, you know, they gotta make, they, they do have, they gotta have, you know, a wide variety of games for a wide variety of people. So if you're yeah. into that, then, uh, then you can check out this one. The trailer shows you being able to, like, turn into a bird, so you can do that. That's cool. Yeah, or, like, possess a chicken or something or whatever I saw. It was weird. Um. <laughs> now, here's the question. Do we want to... 
do we acknowledge that the shit just went fucking sideways? Or Absolutely. You just from yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, and we're back. And uh, you didn't realize that we left because my dog decided to demolish my Ethernet cable midway through recording. So we're we're back a day later. After a trip to the store and a, and another rewiring of of seventy five foot of uh, Ethernet cable and and we're back we're back to talk about whatever the fuck we were talking about what were we talking we were talking about Uncharted we were, were talking about. about Uncharted a day later a, we're now we're talking about it a day later folks so get yourself a German Shepherd Husky if you want him to be the cutest thing in the world and also demolish your existence every now and again Juskies. Yeah, god damn it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, he's so cute, but he's such a menace. <laughs> oh man. Um, alright, okay, so Uncharted. Uncharted. We got uh, a Thief's End remastered for PS5. Oh no, you know what? This is, this. see, this is, we're all thrown off. This is yours. You're, you're the even numbers on the odd. This is, this is all you. Oh yeah, well there you go. Uncharted, uh, Thief's End remastered for PS5 and PC, and this is weird because they're just, I mean, it's good to know the PlayStation is bringing more of their exclusives to PC, and we had a feeling it was going to be this one, but why this one specifically, we don't know. Yeah, it's weird to not bring, you think they'd bring the the Nathan Drake collection as well, which is 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. But, But, um, nope. Uh, but I'm excited. I never played the fourth one. I, I tried to get into the older ones on console, and it just wasn't clicking with me. But um, uh, like I said, anything with a keyboard and mouse, like if I have that option, it's going to make it a lot easier for me to play. So I will probably pick this up. It looks great. I have no issues just watching all the cutscenes of the previous game tied together. In fact, I did that because I didn't have a PlayStation for the longest time, and uh, I'm pretty sure I've watched Uncharted 2 and 3's cutscenes in the past all cut, uh, tied back together. So... I'll probably do that and pick this up. Um, and uh, I think the Lost Legacy DLC is also coming to PC as well, which is pretty cool. So, yeah. Um, if you are a PC person like myself and you're looking for some more high quality PlayStation ports, we got this one coming up, which is exciting. I'm hoping, I'm really hoping God of War is next. Me too, um, man. Me too. I, I want it so bad. It's It was just so, it was such a good combat, melee combat game. I, I want to get back into that. God of War or Ghost of Tsushima are two of my please bring it to PC games because I loved both of them. It it seems like they're waiting at least two years, which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would, I would, like I said, I'd love for them to get to the point where it's day and date. I know they won't probably, but like i don't know man like it's not i really don't think it's going to affect their sales the way they think it does like just do it day and date just get that get that pc money get that steam money get your bread and uh let us play these games on pc please because yeah i'm also dying to play ghost of tsushima as well chase that bag playstation you know what chase that bag jim chase that bag uh, moving on to number 15 this was added gage's dog ate his internet cable that's true i can't confirm it did happen. It was the bookmark My, uh... I put in to remember where we were. Oh, uh, I see. That... <laughs> um, but but in terms of actual news, um, 
coming from Insomniac and Marvel, we are getting Wolverine currently in development for PS5. This was I had no I hadn't heard any rumors of this at all. This was a well-kept secret. It's probably really early in development, which is why. But uh sign me the fuck up, all yes. right? Perhaps perhaps the coolest Canadian to ever exist in fiction. All right, I want to. He's he's wearing flannel flannel in the in the trailer. I love yep. it. I'm digging it. Doing a bar. Uh, in a bar. I'm here for it. My only my only pause is that uh, it has to be rated M. It, it's got to be. It's got to be rated M. It's got to be brutal. And uh, I hope I hope that they're allowed to do that because I don't know what the interference with Marvel is. They were given quite a bit of leeway with Spider Man because uh, the Spider Man 2018 Spider Man that Insomniac made. Uh, as far as I'm aware, it's a completely original story. They were allowed; they didn't have to do any story based off the comics or the movies. They were allowed to make their own. And uh, if they're given the same creative sort of leeway with this, I think we have quite possibly a really good uh, superhero game coming up. I really hope so, man, because I love Insomniac's work, and Marvel's a really cool franchise. Combining the two, it's going to be good. It's gotta be. I mean, Spider Man was was a smash hit. It was great, and uh, yeah, like I said, it's the, the, we get that M rating, and I'm I have no doubts in my mind. I have no doubts it'll be great. Absolutely. Um, now I have a question for you. What? Hmm. Do you think that Xbox needs to get in on this superhero business because they actually don't have sort of a superhero mascot like like PlayStation does? Like PlayStation has Spider Man. And uh, this Wolverine happens to be um, uh, a console exclusive, but they don't really have it. Sony doesn't own the Wolverine IP. So do you think that Xbox needs to try and uh, get a deal with Marvel to get something over? Or do you think that maybe it's not that big a deal? I think it is, man. I think it would be a huge monetary success for them because of how how many people are basically like a cult following for Marvel and will at the drop of a dime buy these games like i know quite a few people that i even that i work with that will buy this game just because it's a marvel game right right if they were able to get yeah that's true if they were able to get some sort of exclusive not even just these games onto xbox but some sort of exclusive game you're right yeah the 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 crazy marvel fans that have to consume everything marvel will absolutely go out and buy uh, an Xbox to play it. And Xbox is actually in a unique position to do that because they have the cheaper offering. They have the Series S. Yeah. So they could not only sell a good amount of software, but actually push some hardware as well. So uh, hopefully they try and do that. I know that they've got the Indiana Jones lockdown as an exclusive, which is like their sort of movie tie-in. But uh, yeah, I would definitely like to see a Marvel game make its way to... Um, to xbox because while i'm not a fan of marvel movies obviously playing as a superhero is always fun so literally that would be pretty cool the ability yeah. to do what you want especially if you have freaking claws and can just backhand this man and accidentally chop his head off it'd be great like and because it's a playstation exclusive i am expecting i am fully expecting a vr tie-in which would be awesome psvr it would be great it would be great that's the superhero to play in vr you just hold your fists out and start slashing away (laughs) literally moving on one one of my 
favorite things I saw during this whole showing is Gran Turismo is going back to its roots for Gran Turismo 7. I don't know if you've seen anything from Gran Turismo 6 or played Gran Turismo 6. I didn't like it because they started to go really arcadey with how you upgraded your cars, and it was really, really dumb. But from this trailer, I saw that it's going back to the way it was, and I am for it. The game looks amazing, and I want it. So it's going back to a more simulation style, like almost Forza-type Absolutely. Um, and not like Forza Horizon. We're talking Forza Motorsports, kind of. Right, right, right. Because Gran Turismo used to be the pinnacle of racing simulating games. Absolutely, yeah. It used to be the simulator. But now they are taking our advice, letting you customize the cars to a degree, and making the upgrades actually purchasable and not upgrading it through points is really silly. Right. I am here for it. I want to. Nice. Yeah. I, 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 this got a lot of buzz online. So I think like you said, the community was definitely asking for this and they delivered and, uh, it'll be sweet to, uh, to, to get back into that. Um, moving on to, the second last showing of the uh, conference, we have Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Got a cinematic trailer. It's coming to PS5 in 2023. Uh, we got a pretty cool scene of uh, Peter and Miles beating somebody up, doing the old tag team. And then uh, the uh, cinematic trailer ends with uh, with somebody, some off-screen ominous voice saying that uh, he's not found a worthy challenger and... Uh, asking if you would be it and uh, venom's voice responds that yes. he will so that's pretty cool it's pretty cool we're gonna see venom uh i'm a bit disappointed i mean i get it, it, it i i mean i shouldn't have expected it and i didn't so i guess disappointed might be the wrong word but i thought they had a really cool opportunity to make it co-op and have somebody play peter and somebody play miles i mean just swinging through the city together that would be so freaking cool but this game is confirmed to be a single player game um, you'll be switching back and forth between Peter and Miles, so um, that doesn't really uh, that doesn't really uh, dampen my hype at all. I'm so ready for this Spider-Man 2018. Um, I've said this before. Like I said, I'm not a huge Marvel guy for the movies. I do like Spider-Man. Like, I mean, I feel like a lot of people do. I'd, I, I think it's safe to say he's probably the most popular superhero. There are probably a lot of people that like Spider-Man but don't really know anything else about the MCU. Um, and uh, so Spider-Man 2018, in my personal opinion, is the best Spider-Man story I've seen out of all the movies, out of all the the games. Um, it just it it, the, it connected with me more than any of the movies I've seen. So um, I'm excited. I'm very excited. This might be the the thing I'm most excited for this entire showing. Um, yeah, I'm hyped, man. I'm hyped. Yeah, dude. I remember playing all the Spider-Man games when I was younger. I, I loved the Spider-Man games. And you were right. Spider-Man 2018 was by far one of the best ones story-wise. So it's yeah. only, only time can tell what they're going to do with this one. And just from the trailer, I already like it. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there just just to stir a little shit just to stir a little bit of shit because I've gotten flack for this before, but I just want to let people know 
that the Spider-Man 2018 suit is the best spider suit. And I will hear <laughs> no other opinion. All right? I don't care about the Raimi suit. I don't care about the Garfield suit. It's all dumb. All right? I hate it. it the Spider-Man 2018 suit is where it's at. All right? you can. He's got different layers. He's got different fabrics. He's got carbon fiber armor on his fist because you'd actually want that. It's yeah. beautiful, and I hate it. They changed it. They changed it slightly for this. I hate it. I remember I was talking to Rashan about this, who's uh, a, a, sometimes a guest on the show and a friend of the show, and I told him, I was like, they better not change it because people gave them shit. They're like, there's too much white on it. It should be red and blue, bloody blah, blah, and they did. They scaled it back, and I hate it. So I hope hmm. that in this game you can get the original 2018 suit because it's it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cool looking suit. I would definitely say that. But uh, moving on from that, we have the last showing, but most certainly not the least showing. You always save the best for last. And that is God of War Ragnarok gameplay and somewhat of a trailer. And it looks absolutely amazing just jaw dropping man i cannot wait to get into this thick thor is gonna thick thor mythologically accurate thor yeah it's fucking it's it's just it looks great they brought the uh freya's back as she looks like she's gonna be the main antagonist alongside thor you've got atreus who's grown up and i think it's cool because it's like because he's a demigod um you know, he still looks like a kid compared to Kratos, but compared to the other NPCs in the trailer, he's like, you know, almost six feet tall and Kratos is eight feet, right? So it's like, yeah. it's pretty cool. It's, it's, I, I love it. I just, I loved, I love the God of War remake so much. And, boy. uh, boy. and, uh, this, this it. just looks great. This, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it's going to have to be now. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, no, it looks great, dude. I can't wait to get back into this. Um, hopefully, uh, this might be the one where when we get a hard release date, that might be my personal deadline to get a PS5. I don't know if I can miss this one. I um, agree, Because this, this this one's coming out presumably late 2022, um, because it was originally teased for 2021, and then, you know, the entire year went by, and we were like, oh, we don't think it's coming out. And then they're like, yeah, no, it's not coming out. Yeah. So, presumably, this is 2022, Spider-Man's 2023, so I think God of War is gonna have to be the one where it's like, you know what? If I can only find some that are, like, upcharged 100 bucks by somebody, I might just have to go out and grab one, because this looks incredible. This looks like a awesome experience. It really does, and same thing if i were to buy a ps5 for anything i would have to say it's god of war ragnarok gran turismo 7 and probably the wolverine i would definitely pick it up wolverine wouldn't be why yeah. i bought a ps5 but i would definitely pick it up like in a heartbeat for sure yeah um Man, this is it. This is like, like I always say, like we've, we've report, we report on the news, like we don't pick and choose. We report on all the biggest news that we see that we think is worth talking about. And, uh, you know, we've been, we've been harsh on PlayStation and rightfully so they've made a lot of, they've made a lot of poor choices, but when they come out and they, and they show what they have to offer, it's like, this is why they're on top. This is why they continue to outsell Xbox two to one, even though you have things like game pass and smart deliveries, because 
at the end of the day, people care about the games and PlayStation. They just have, there's something in the water over there where the developers they have, the teams that they have, they just, they just fucking push the bar continuously up. And, you know, while I love Halo Infinite and I think it's great, and I know a lot of people like Gears, like, man, between Spider-Man and Gears of War and Uncharted 4 and The Last of Us Part 2, like, these are all, like, technically, like, just incredible games. And, uh, man, it's... It's an exciting time to be a PlayStation gamer, for sure. Absolutely. I just yeah. wish it wouldn't cost me a kidney to get my hands on a PlayStation Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully the uh, the chip shortage comes to an end. It starts to... Uh, we start to see more stock over the next year, and then a lot of people can get their hands on a console before these sweet-ass games come out. But, yeah, lots to look forward to. Uh, what do you think... Yeah, give me your give me your top three of the show. What do you what do, what were you what were you uh, most excited to get into? Um, probably Tiny Tina's Wonderlands for start because I absolutely loved the Bunkers and Badasses DLC. Um, and I haven't played a looter shooter since Borderlands Three, and I absolutely love that game. I've put a lot of time into it. Right. Uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. I love Star Wars. I want to run around with my lightsaber and do things. Yep. Gran Turismo 7, because I love cars. I am an absolute gearhead. I want to be able to buy my cars that I actually have in real life in a game, and Gran Turismo 7 will let me do that. Uh, And God of War. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I like that you started off with Tiny Tina's Wonderland because as I was asking you that question, I was looking them over and I stopped and looked at Tiny Tina's Wonderland. And I was like, "That's my choice. Let me just ask him." And you, yeah, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I'm so I'm so excited for it. I'm, it's great. Like she, her part in Borderlands Three was so small and left so much to be desired because she was absolutely hilarious. But she was only in it for like maybe 20 minutes it was one small quest that you had to go do for her yep and every time she was on the radio just fucking shit talking whatever she was doing i was dying laughing so i'm so ready to get back into a, lo- a good looter shooter star wars knights of the old republic that's a great that's a great choice i'm not that big of a star wars guy but i am like i said i'm fiending for that really content heavy time sync rpg and this is going to be that game and I'm just trying to, I like, I remember back to, like, the choices you had back in the original KOTOR and how expansive it was. And then now with, like, modern gameplay mechanics where it's, like, you can have, you know, force powers and all this stuff and ragdoll physics and all this stuff that just wasn't that popular back then. It's going to be, it's going to be sweet. Um, I'm not much of a, of a Gran Turismo guy, but I would say that uh, God of War definitely, God of War and Uncharted probably are my, are my, uh, my next two. Yeah. And uh, yeah, shout out to shout out to Forspoken. You know, it looks kind of neat. I uh, I was not sold on that game at all every time I'd seen it, and then we got to see the mo- the most of the story in this trailer, and it does look kind of interesting. I'll probably be keeping an eye on that one closely. It does. I'm I'm interested to learn more about that because there wasn't the during their gameplay trailer there wasn't much of a UI, so we didn't know what they were doing. They, they were just yeah. doing stuff she was shooting blasts out of her gauntlet and it was talking to her like a destiny ghost. So, yeah, it's, it seems like there's, there's definitely potential there to have a really 
fun and sort of unique world and lore. And uh, but yeah, you're right. We we didn't see any UI, so we don't know how the game plays. Like it was you know how much of that was quick time events, how much of that is is character choice and right. you know, player agency and whatnot. So. I agree. Yeah, I'll have to keep an eye on it, but I'm definitely, I'm now at least intrigued where before I was just like, oh, that looks pretty. But yeah, it was a good showing. It was a great showing. And I agree with what you said earlier, probably the best conference of the summer. It was, it was tight. It was efficient. It was packed. Yeah. Um, and it was straight to the point. And it was exactly what a lot of people wanted to see. Um, still no update on uh, Last of Us Factions, which is a bit upsetting, but um, I just want, I, I got to put it out there for, for people that are maybe worried. I think, and I might've said this before on this podcast, or maybe it was podcast PXN, but I really think they're going to make this last of us factions thing like closer to destiny than a, t- than a team deathmatch version of uh, last of us. I think the amount uh, every, you know, it seems like every other day I'm on Twitter and I see Naughty Dog hiring for this game and they're just hiring position after position. I think this is going to be a persistent online multiplayer experience. I think this is going to be way bigger than people think. And I'm excited. I'm upset we didn't get to see it at this conference, but uh, hopefully we get uh, its own state of play and they just give like a 30 minute update on it or something like that. But I'm excited for the future of PlayStation. We got a great show. And uh, lots to digest, lots of trailers to rewatch in 4K and glorious high res. Absolutely, I can't wait to see the ice crystals fall off of somebody else's beard in God of War Ragnarok. I can't wait to see the individual eyeballs that Kratos plucks out of the enemies' heads. Literally, yeah. Valkyries yeah. Part Two. Let's go. Those yeah, those are coming back. I saw I saw an actress on Twitter. Uh, she she made a post saying that she's joining the team as a Valkyrie, and I'm like, oh fuck, here we go again. Yep, these these fucking Valkyries. I I don't think I ever beat the last one. Me neither. I honestly don't think I. No, yeah, I didn't. I did not because it had she all the powers of all the other around. ones. So. She did not fuck around. That is like probably the most difficult boss fight in a game that i can think of uh of recent memory yeah that thing is brutal absolutely brutal i never beat it um yeah so that's the show that's that's the show that's the news and the playstation state of play recap it was a pretty uh it was a pretty good showing and um i hope you guys listened and enjoyed and liked it and if you did then just continue to listen i guess see here's the thing apparently um, apparently this whole rating system and, and, and rating things on their platforms is super important to the, uh, algorithm, but there's just something inside me where saying the words, make sure to rate us and like us and subscribe just drives me insane. Huh. Yeah. I understand. That. But, but do it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but do it anyways smash if you're that like button if you're on Friggin mobile smash it. it oh my god just just donkey kick that that like button we'd like to thank um, our sponsors raid shadow legends no i, I raid wish shadow legends. yeah you should uh you should definitely don't don't play raid shadow lessons until we have a sponsor and then and then play it yeah um <laughs> 
that's that's the show that's the show hope you enjoy it have fun stay safe see you later yeah have a good one sayonara goodbye maybe next time gage's dog won't eat his ethernet cable yeah maybe next time we'll record an episode all in one sitting and not over two days that yeah. would be nice it would be nice yeah this is this is right about the time I'd be done editing this episode, but now I get to start editing the day before I go back to work. Literally. So, you know, that's fun. Blame your dog.